I'm the best ever. I'm the most brutal, most vicious, and most ruthless champion there's ever been. There's no one can stop me. Lynx is a conqueror. No, I'm Alexander. He's no Alexander. I'm the best ever. There's never been anybody ruthless. I'm Sonny Liston. I'm Jack Dempsey. There's no one like me. I'm from Nairclaw. There's no one that can match me. My style is impetuous. My defense is impregnable. And I'm just ferocious. I want your heart. What up, everybody? It's your boy, Cousin Oz, the People's Mailman, back for another episode with Cousin Tony the Architect. Hey, yo, Tone, you killing him, cuz? That intro was straight fire. You got Iron Mike Tyson, Mr. Black Trunks, Mr. Black Shoes with no socks, Kid Dynamite, a.k.a. the baddest man on the planet, striking fear into his opponents the way only Mike could with his verbal assaults over that Chun-Li instrumental... Good lord, I can't stop listening to that joint. Genius, cuzzo. Straight genius. Now, Mike was known for talking trash, but my man could back it up. His professional career spanned from 1985 to 2005 with more ups and downs than a roller coaster. However, his reign as the undisputed world heavyweight champion from 1987 to 1990 was one of the most electrifying and dominating stretches of a sport I've personally ever witnessed. I'm talking Usain Bolt, Phelps, Biles, Tiger, Serena, Gretzky, Brady, and of course, Jordan. All goats, but none of them put the fear of God into you as an opponent, as well as a fan like Iron Mike did, the most ferocious fighter to ever step in the ring. Tyson has inspired a generation not only by his boxing accomplishments, but with his journey of spiritual awakening and rebirth by the dissolving of one's ego and sense of self. Our next guest has come into this hobby influenced by Tyson with the relentless ferocity combined with an egoless mindset to help others succeed along the way. I'm referring to the one, the only, Sarah Rogers at breaking underscore with underscore Sarah, a.k.a. Sarah Breaks, the baddest woman in the hobby. Ayo hey, Tone, take it away, cuz. <laughs> All right, all right, Cousin Tone, we are here with the leading candidate for Hobby Rookie of the Year. She's burst onto the scene looking to learn, looking to teach, and keeping it real the whole damn time. We're here with Sarah Rogers, a.k.a. at Breaking with Sarah, Miss Sarah Breaks. What's up, girl? How you doing? What's up? Thank you guys so much for having me on here. I'm so uh, excited and I'm very honored that you guys even thought of me. So thank you very much. No and doubt, very no doubt. Us, so. so we want to get into everything specifically, where you're from, uh, you know, what you do for a living, and most importantly, what brought you to this wonderful hobby. So let's discuss that. And you're from Southern California, right? Born and raised. Look at that. Yep. Look at that. So let's talk about Southern California, you know, how you grew up. And let's go from there. Okay, yeah. So born and raised in California, a mostly Chula Vista, Bonita area. Um, I came into North County uh, when I was like middle school age. And I kind of, you know, went to college out there. So I went more towards the beach and lived that nice Carlsbad beach life for a little bit. Nice. And then, um, you know, had a kid and came up to Riverside County. And I've been here ever since. So, uh, nice. so yeah, I've been you know i i want to say no more than an hour from from where it all kind of started down in chula vista so 
Okay. So you have a, you said you have a kid. Is it a, you said you have, I think you have a four-year-old daughter. Is that correct? Yeah, I, have a, I have a four-year-old little daughter and she, God gave me my mini me in spirit <laughs> and personality. Um, so she definitely gives me a run for my money. So, yep. Mm-hmm. So they, they say it never rains in Southern California. Is that right? Oh my God. No, listen, if it's below 72 degrees here, I'm like, what is going on? What's happening? This is not normal. I'm not okay with this. I'm definitely spoiled. Definitely love like my sunny, perfect weather. 100%. You know, over here on the East coast, that is not the case tone, right? <laughs> yeah, no, no, I, not I at know, all. So not yeah, lucky you enjoy it. Yeah. <laughs> Appreciate that. Now, Sarah, let's talk some food. Uh, you know, we looked at your page and the first thing I see is a picture of a taco. And he says you're a sucker for a taco spot. So get into that. I am. I am. I'm such a foodie. It's so horrible. Um, I'll, I'm down for Mexican food anytime. Like for real, I judge a place by its chips and salsa. If it's chips and salsa aren't legit, like I'm like, you know what? I don't know about this place. Kind of sketch. We may need to leave. I don't know. But <laughs> <laughs> definitely, definitely taco girl all the way. Um, soft tacos, hard tacos, carne asada tacos, has right. to have a walk on it. I mean, like, I'm I'm there. Just tell me <laughs> Mexican food and you, like you don't have to like think about it. I'm I'm in there 100 <laughs> percent that's cool that's cool i kind of compared when we were talking like to the cheesesteaks over in philly you know so you got your tacos over there we got our cheesesteaks so we're good to go um <laughs> now you are a fan of a specific baseball team correct yeah 100 we bleed uh blue over here dodger blue all the way let's go <laughs> let's get it <laughs> dodger blue all right dodger blue. so yeah. how long you been a fan of uh the dodgers um we are a dodger household we go strong in the dodger uh within the dodger world so um, I grew up knowing and watching the Dodgers. My dad was a hardcore Dodger fan um, and my cousin, um, hardcore Dodger fan. And so we would host World Series parties. I mean, I just go to games all the time. So, I, I mean, I just grew up. I, I It's like kind of like I didn't know anything else, right? There was just the Dodgers. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> it's like, oh, you know, I, I mean – Padres wasn't even like a thought. It was just always <laughs> Dodgers in our household, 100%. Right. Now, you're a Dodgers fan, but your PC, when it comes to collecting, is not a Dodger. Explain that. True, yeah. Um, look, when you have a young kid like Soto, um, 23, and he's like, you're talking about the likes of like Ted Williams, right? And his talent as a hitter. Um, how could you not PC him? I mean, let's be real. Like, <laughs> If you're going to PC anybody, why not the best hitter in baseball right now, right? I hear that. I hear that. I mean, he's pretty much, I think he's on pace. You know, if he keeps it up, he is on pace for a Hall of Fame career. Oh, 100%. You know, 100%. I think um, just just watching his discipline at the plate and, like, just in his, like, little shuffle that he does and everything. And just it's almost like a mind game that he plays. And it's like, God, I would hate to be a pitcher and, like, pitch to Soto right now. And he's so, but he's so young. And so it's cool to see, like, somebody who's 23 and so young but, like, have this skill set and be so confident with it. And it's so it's it's incredible to be able to just – where is he going to be five years from now? You know, yeah. like, what, what are – we're just seeing it. So, you know – um, I think I think to hop on the journey now and just watch it is is is, is incredible. So how long have you been collecting uh, his cards? Um, just a couple of months, right? So I just started collecting like 
baseball and stuff like that, I want to say probably less than a year ago. Um, it really kind of started um, in the COVID kind of era, right, that we were all stuck in. Um, and I think part of it was me having my daughter and, you know, a lot of these moms being like, oh, just give your kid a tablet for eight hours. And I'm like, oh my God, my daughter's at that time, like three years old, right? I'm like, I don't want to do that. Like, what can we do that's in person, like in, in an in-person thing, right? And so I just started looking up things that we could do. And um, I started talking to one of my guy friends and he was telling me that he collects cards. And I'm like, 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 wait, hold on. What do you, like, probably like every conversation that somebody's not in the hobby, right? Like, what do you mean you collect cards? Like, tell me more, I'm intrigued. Like, you know, and so he's like, yeah, like baseball, you know, uh, football, basketball. And he was just telling me like, you know, the, the industry of the hobby and the community. And I started like being very intrigued and going down this rabbit hole. And the next thing you know, I'm like telling him like I was in breaks and he's like, Whoa, wait a minute. What are you doing? Like, what, what are you doing breaking? Like, what are you on? And I'm like, I found this app called whatnot. And he was like, how can you find this? Like what? And I'm like, I was very, I wasn't kidding you. I was intrigued. Like I wanted to know more. And so I started like just getting into breaks and just watching. And of course, like Dodger, 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 right. Anytime I could. Um, and I, it just kind of, I just went down this rabbit hole and, and here I am. Right. So mm -hmm. kind of how it started. That's pretty awesome. I mean, you know, a lot of us, uh, you know, we started when we, it was way back. We, we, uh, you know, we collected as kids and now we're coming back as adults. And like for you, it's kind of I know you did some things which we'll get into a little bit later, yeah. but it, but it's kind of yeah, <laughs> but it's kind of all new. Yeah, it's kind of all new to you. But I'm like really appreciating how you've come into the hobby. Um, like I said, you are the rookie of the year. It's like it's only been a you know a couple months, but it's like, bam, you know, Sarah breaks at, you know, breaking with Sarah. I see you all the time. You know, you're real. You're doing all kinds of stuff. And like I said, you're learning. But at the same time, you're teaching. So I'm digging your whole vibe because it's similar to what Tony and I are trying to do, you know, trying to help the new people in the hobby and you're, you're giving great advice. Um, you know, so to me, it, it's been awesome just watching you and seeing every day what you're doing. And I'm like, man, this girl's everywhere, like crazy. <laughs> you know, um, I just really believe in making the space a little bit less intimidating, um, whether you're going to be a female that wants to be in a space, whether you are somebody who used to collect 10, 15 years ago, and you're like trying to figure out what it's all about or whether you're going to be an investor in the space. I'm, I'm really somebody that believes there's no wrong way to do it. So like, who am I to judge? Right? Like just yeah. do what you like, collect what you like, buy what you like, you know, like there's don't, I, I, there's no wrong way to do it. And I can appreciate that. Tony and I always say that there's no wrong way to collect. And again, there are people that you know, been here a long time, been here a short time, doesn't matter, but they, they like to judge um, whether you're a woman, whether you're a newbie, whether, you know, you're high end, low end, you know, there's always somebody out there that's going to say something negative and we really try to get past that. And like I said, keep positive. That's, that's our main, uh, you know, tagline, keep in focus, keep positive and keep collecting, obviously. Um, <laughs> you know, when we were talking, um, you had mentioned something about your father you know, and how he had gotten you into some things and, and your grandfather as well. Did you, you want to like elaborate on that? Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, my father, he passed away when I was six years old from leukemia. Mm -hmm. And so throughout my life, I guess I've always kind of struggled with keeping that memory alive because we were just super, super close. Um, I was with him probably almost every day. 
Um, he had found out the cancer diagnosis when I was about one. So I think in oh, his cool. mind, he was just like, you know, let me spend time with my baby girl as much as possible. So all of my like infant kind of memories that you can kind of muster up at that point, all with my dad. Um, I was a daddy's girl, 100%. So for me to have this outlet and to be able to collect in PC Dodgers um, and just other great players out there, I feel like, God, if he was here, like this would be something we'd be doing together, right? Yeah. And he was an entrepreneur. And so for it just kind of fuels my fire, like just to know that like he would be somebody that would be supporting me and pushing me and we'd be doing this together. And my God, he would probably be cooking all of these fools at shows. Like he was just <laughs> that kind of dude. Right. Um, so like, I guess that's kind of where I get my fiery spirit. Yeah. Um, it definitely um, is still living, living and breathing through me, but I think it definitely originated from him. And then um, my grandfather on my mother's side, um, he, first generation so he was from from mexico i'll give you a little mm -hmm. hint there okay <laughs> um but um he was heavy into soccer and um i played soccer growing up and so you know whenever i talked to him especially in his later years in life um you know we always had that kind of soccer conversation and when the world cup was going on you know we'd call each other did you see the game you know and um, he was a big Germany fan back in the day. And so um, I haven't started collecting soccer a whole lot yet. I've gone, I've gone like a couple boxes here and there, um, but it's definitely going to be something that I get more into um, here shortly. Nice. So. Nice. Appreciate that. All right. So like, I know a lot of people when, when somebody bursts onto the scene, like yourself, they're like questioning, like, you know, who's this Sarah? What's she really, you know what I mean? Like, is she yeah. for real? Uh, you know, but Obviously, you know, you're a Dodgers fan, you know, collect Juan Soto, you know, you, you, you played soccer, you, you know, you played growing up and you've done these things. So it's, it's pretty cool. You're legit. You know, we're going to vouch for you, yes. Cousins, you know, savage for real, for real. Now, Tone, take it away, brother. <laughs> That's good stuff. So, um, oh, and as far as where Juan Soto will be in five years, it'll be in pinstripes in New York. So no, come <laughs> on. So let's that just get that out the way. <laughs> right. oh, no, I'm scared that, you know, he's going to get traded, but you know, either way, he's a free agent in 2024. Right. So I'm just hoping. I don't yeah, know. I know. I know you guys got a big bankroll over Come there. Come on. So. I mean, if you're going to go anywhere, you might as well go with the people that are going to win this series. I mean, right. The Phillies. You're right. <laughs> For sure. Yeah, but, right. Um, so now you touched on, on the soccer thing. Did you play any other sports um, growing up? Um, I played basketball a little bit. So I'm okay. I'm all of five foot two. Okay. Keep that <laughs> Listen, before you go further, I could, I could tell that when you're standing next to mama breaks in that, in that photo, you know, yeah. <laughs> my girl was standing, Stephanie was way taller than you. I'm like, right. right? <laughs> yeah. I'm all of five foot two, but back in the day, right. When I was like in elementary school, I was actually kind of tall for my age. Right. I think I stopped growing like in eighth grade. Okay. But, um, so I did play basketball for a little bit. Um, but I was always, um, a soccer girl, like since elementary school, I was out there like playing with the boys. Um, I have a brother who's 13 years older than me. So I kind of, in a sense, um, have that kind of tomboyish vibe about me, even though I don't probably look like it. Um, when it comes to playing sports and stuff like that, I just, um, you know, one of the things my mom told me, and I think 
physically and kind of mentally in a way it kind of stuck um, was, listen, Miha, you want to play with the big boys? You got to learn how to take hits like the big boys. Because I always want to play with my big brother. But, you know, when he's 13 years older than me and he's razzing me and stuff, yeah. right? Um, so I was always out in the soccer field playing with the dudes at recess when in elementary school. And even when I played for a little bit in high school, I'm like, Oh, can I like come into your practice for a little bit? Because like I know you guys can take a hit. Like, <laughs> yeah, talk about that. I see, I see. You know, there's notes here about you sneaking into boys' practice and, yeah. and running with them. Yeah, I mean, you know, no, no uh, better way to get some thick skin than to play with big boys, right? So appreciate yeah. that. Appreciate that yeah, for sure. Now, um, so besides that, how any other interests or hobbies? Um, you know, so. Back in the day, I, I was heavy into Pokemon cards. Ooh, okay. Super, super heavy. Um, I was into like the Pogs and the Slammers. Um, and uh, okay, so embarrassing moment, but not so embarrassing because we could just chop it up to being a collectible. I was a hardcore Beanie Baby collector. Oh, as well. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's nothing to, uh, there, there's a lot of people that made a lot of money with those things. I know, you know, I would love to know what my mom did with all of that kind of stuff. But you know. <laughs> <laughs> but the Pokemon cards are still in existence. Okay. They are sitting in my aunt's garage and I'm trying to like casually tell my younger cousin, like, yo, Daniel, what do we got to do to like move this furniture out of your mom's garage? Because, you know, I really just want to take a look at our Pokemon collection. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there might be a couple of Charizards in there. No, there I, is. Uh, I'm telling you, there is. Oh, like, boy. We were like hardcore. There was the four of us, okay? It was myself, my cousin Samantha, my cousin Stephanie, and my cousin Daniel. And I'm talking about like before we, before I knew what Rip and Wax was, mm -hmm. like literally we had Christmas mornings where our, like the Santa Claus gift were boxes of Pokemon cards. And we wow. would just be sitting there like ripping them open. I, I mean, and we wouldn't even play the game. We would just collect and put in our binders, collect and put in our binders. Like, Christine, I, I want to get my hands on these binders, but I don't want to tell my cousins what these cards are. <laughs> you, better, uh, you better hire a couple moving men and just be like, yo, I need you to just, you know, 10-minute job, move some stuff around. Yeah, it's like yeah. Mission Impossible trying to get up sure, in there without sure. them finding out. Yeah. Right? And it's funny you, uh, you mentioned the pogs. I, I remember that, um, like... The kids are a little younger than me. I remember playing that, and they, you know, that was those things started being collectibles too. And like I remember, I, like you said, the slammers; those were the thicker ones that you would. And you had the cylinders. Flip. You kept them in the cylinder, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, and yeah. I remember being in middle school and like whipping them out at the end of the day, like <laughs> you got, like you know. <laughs> That's good stuff. Now you did. Um, I saw today that you um, you picked up a card of a certain uh, mother of dragons. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. I am a, a hardcore Game of Thrones fan. Um, when that show came out, I mean, I was not just watching the show. I was listening to podcasts in between episodes, mm -hmm. dissecting what was going on. I have the books. I haven't read them, but at least I have them. Um, so, <laughs> um, you know, when and and when the episodes were going on, especially in the last season, when I had my, my daughter alone with me, I'd be like, yo, if you want some ice cream, you want to like, you know, if you want unlimited animal crackers, like whatever you need, I just need to sit through this episode and like watch it. Like I was very hardcore into Game of Thrones, like without a shadow of a doubt. Yeah. Very upset about the ending. 
it's a touchy subject. I'm just gonna let you all know. Yeah, yeah. Um, I can agree with you about the ending there. Um, I debated that with another cousin of ours. Um, but uh, and it's funny. I um, I watched it the first time around. I loved it. And at first, I was like, ah, wizards, dragons. That's really not my thing. But yeah. it's more than that. It's actually a storyline. And then I finally wore my wife down enough to watch it during COVID, and we, and she's hooked now. She can't Love wait it. till. Love it. How know, many times have you guys watched it? Twice, because it. I mean, it is a chore. I mean, like, yeah, right. but yeah, some of those episodes, I'm like, oh, and I fall asleep, and then I gotta, you know, get up and continue watching it. But um, yeah. I don't know, Oz, you, you, you watch it or no? No, bro, you Not gotta watch listen, it, bro. It's, it's, yeah, man. And that's weird for me because normally I'm on top of something like that. Uh-huh. And I, I honestly, it, it's been like four different times where I've started it and something comes up, whether it's my daughter or something crazy. And I, I just I got to go. And then I just I don't watch it. And I'm like, what yeah. the hell's going on? Like, I don't know. I, I, it's just something I just got to sit and how many seasons are there, by the way? No, Tony, we got to work out a babysitting schedule. You're going to watch his kids. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> gotta, you know what it is, is being his damn mailman. I don't have time to do anything. It's like, Jesus. Oh. and then my one day off, you know, it's like, I got to do a million things. So yeah. you're just going to have to figure out how to Game of Thrones it. isn't one of them. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to have to figure out how to watch it along your route. Yeah, yeah, but uh, no, nah, yeah, it's it's one of those things where it does it. It's it's a bit of a chore, but um, it's it's awesome once you like once it gets rolling. It's 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 freaking sweet. So it, it was nice to see you picking up that card today. So kudos I'm, to you on that. Yeah, I'm like eBaying it up, and I'm like, okay, what hobby box do I get? I want to get, you know, like I just like it's like once you got that itch, right? It just like uh-huh. it just consumes you. I feel like I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah sure. you know, Tony's constantly you know texting me with things. He, he like right before we started, it was like three different things. I'm like, bro, because <laughs> he knows, you know, right now I'm planning for a wedding. Um, oh, congrats! Thank you, thank you. Not for me though, for my daughter. Oh, <laughs> oh. yeah, I'm 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 the father of the bride, so oh, with that snap. goes, uh, you know, all the you know ex- paying for it basically. Um, so it's coming up in July, beginning of July, July second. So this whole past year, like it's been a whirlwind. They got together and then all of a sudden they're engaged. And now it's, hey, let's plan a wedding. And by the way, you're paying for it. I'm like, oh, great. Wonderful. Beautiful. <laughs> so, you know, I was going hot and heavy in, in, with the hobby, getting, you know, doing my eBaying all the time and right. dinging, dinging, you know, checking my phone, you know, doing auctions the whole nine. And then I get hit with that news. And I was like, oh, man. So I got to chill, chill <laughs> a little bit because now all my funds, my, you know, all my eBay funds started getting transferred into the uh, wedding fund. The wedding so that's fund. that's where we're standing. Yeah. So that that's you know, like I said, we're we're pretty much ninety nine percent of the way there. You know, now it's all the you know the little things, the tuxes and the dresses and all right. that nonsense that goes. Right? Yeah, yeah. So we're right there. And then, like I said, once July second is over, we got the national. By the way, are you going to go to the national or? I don't know. I'm going to try to make it. Um, uh, on on my like business my other business kind of thing um i mm-hmm. have a convention happening the week right after okay um, so it's a lot of out of town away from my kids so yeah um it's hard you know when they're young like that yeah it's tough. That's uh, tough. yeah so i don't know yeah well <laughs> maybe maybe not but like i said we're gonna go there and come you know the uh, national that's when we're gonna get it in that's why i'm gonna be back you know, shackles off going a hundred percent. But so like I said, have, this do you have like a, like a, do you guys have like a, okay. Like I, I go to the show to buy X, Y, or Z, or I go to the show. Like, do 
do you guys buy the slabs? Do you guys buy because you know some people will only buy raw, right? And then some people make those big move trades. Like, what are you like? What do you guys do? So I typically go in with I'm gonna go buy player X, and then okay. I go buy player Y, Z, W. You know, at first, <laughs> but now, yeah, now it's um I've kind of um honed in on certain players slabs for the most part. I'm I'm still a little skittish <laughs> buying raw cards. Okay. Um, oftentimes, you know, I always say if it's raw, it's raw for a reason. You know I mean, because some of these guys who are selling, maybe they're a little more keen to the game than mm -hmm. than I am. So they mm -hmm. see certain things that they know that the cards aren't going to grade well. And if it's, I mean, again, it, but again, I just actually just bought a bunch of raw cards that are not, I could care less what their value is. It's just something for me. Yeah, so, I mean, there is something to be said for that. But right. yeah, for the most part, I do go in now with a plan because when I first started and this again, this is the gist of our show to talk about these newbie things because you, you walk into a card show. Oh, my God. You like Disneyland, right? You're like, yeah, oh. yeah, it's Disneyland. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, you know, you go to the first table and you blow all the money you had and then you're like, <laughs> OK, now what? Right. So. Um, and yeah, I didn't Ozzy even can make it one table over. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's it's crazy. I'm like, okay, I'm done. So that you know, yeah. So like so like I said, you know, I I got back into it. So when I was younger, I would just get like packs every now and then. Back then, I think it was Woolworth, you know, and like Kresge's were the the places. These are like places that don't no longer exist. Um, you know, I'm an old man, so that in case you didn't know. Um, but so now when I got back into it. It's just we've been really concentrating, like I said, on uh, probably mostly singles. You know, if if you heard a couple episodes back, I, I told Tony for the first time, you know what, bro? I, I never really went out and bought a box of anything. I just, yeah. you know, I, I got a couple packs because that's all I could afford. And yeah. and even now, I don't, you know, we well, we, we bought a couple boxes that we, we've stashed away that we haven't ripped. So my oh, whole thing is I've never gotten like a box. Yeah, we never got a box and just like opened it up and like ripped it. You know, that thing, we, you know, we've never done. But yeah, so we primarily when it com comes to the show, I really, you know, have a focus. My focus is is Allen Iverson and, you know, he's my yeah. PC. And uh, but I do goats as well, you know, Michael Jordan. But, you know, obviously you try to get into these bigger goats, you know, the the Steph Curry's, the Michael Jordan's, LeBron James. Like everybody, everybody says they want to collect them TC that price tag. And you're like, ooh. Right. I, I know. I don't know I, about I, that. I know. I go to shows and everybody's like, you see this first Bowman, Juan Soto? Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, I see the price tag. <laughs> 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 it's only 5K. What do you, oh. <laughs> it's crazy. So I get it. I get it. Yeah. So, yeah, but like we're getting back to there's no wrong way to collect. So you just got to, you know, get in where you fit in and figure it out. And little by little, you start building your collection and then, you know, you go from there. Yeah. Um. So, Sarah, we recently interviewed another Cali girl. All right. Stephanie Garcia, which we mentioned earlier, a.k.a. Mama Breaks, another Dodgers fan as well. From California, it. yeah, okay. So, uh, coincidentally, it. you guys were at the show together at the end of uh, April at the Union Marketplace. Yep. Um, I believe it took place. Was that in San Diego? Yeah, Del come on, the Del Mar Fairgrounds. It's like a legendary place for San Diegans. Nice, nice. My boy, <laughs> my yeah. boy. Shout out to Roberto De Leon. I grew up with my man. He he's in the uh, the Navy. He's retired now, but he's from Reading, Pennsylvania. He lives in San Diego, so he's been out there for years. And I still haven't gone out there, but I'm gonna have to make a trip. Listen. Um, the union's coming back to the Del Mar Fairgrounds in October. Uh-huh. There you go, Oz. What's up, Tone? We don't we're going. We're going. October, <laughs> you guys are going. 
what i'm seeing on the on the west coast man it looks like it's the place to be when it comes like with card shows you know talk about meeting up with mama breaks and you know what these shows have been like for you yeah so actually my first well okay my first show was a local um card show right but my first big show was actually mint and that's actually where i met mama breaks uh-huh um and hold on hold on wait wait let me hold on. your <laughs> first card show was the mint collective <laughs> I and I, we, you know and like i said when i was looking at your page that's what i see i see you you know taking picture in the little you know like what is that the the, the prism room? yeah 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 the yeah, panini yeah, yeah. Yeah, i'm uh -huh. like i'm like who yeah, is this i mean girl? you know what i'm telling you like when i get into stuff like i'm like all in it like there's no like halfway for me uh so yeah one of the first big show that i went to was the mint collective and um it was incredible, honestly, um, to be able to meet so many, like, these big players in the industry, right? And I I had the most positive experience because there's so many people who were just so welcoming. And um, same thing with meeting Mama Breaks. Like, it was, like, she was so welcoming of, a, of another female in the space and that I, I just, I just love the energy, you know, um, met ultimate pastime, right? Um, I just, I met so many incredible people there and I've, I've legitimately formed friendships where like we, we still talk almost, you know, every day, every other day. Um, and so I, I, I had a really great time at the Mint and, um, I was like in awe of everything that was going on on the, sh on the floor. It was definitely big spending kind of marketplace. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But now I know, um, I know the tables that they had there, like you said, they were pretty high end. Yeah, but you know, I was really into the panels because you know at that time, like I was still like really researching a lot of things. Yeah. So I did spend a lot of my time at the panels and just listening and observing. Um, Mama Breaks was um, she wasn't. I I don't think she was on the panel. I think she was like a, a moderator. A moderator, right, right, right. So um, that was cool. Seeing Sarah Layton on stage, she was she was part of the panel. Um, you know, just kind of seeing everybody and and meeting these like big players that I didn't really know, you know, right. Cause I was getting still so new. So like, yeah, I just, I just, I had a great time. So I can I imagine. I mean, you go to Vegas in Vegas, right? It was in Vegas. Right. Yeah. So yeah. you go to Las Vegas. It's your first show. You know I mean? You're hobnobbing with the big wigs of the hobby, literally like, you know, you're like first hand here, you're taking pictures with all these people. And I was like, wow, that's amazing. You know? Um, but at the same time, like you said, it was high end, but the, the main thing with the Mint Collective was getting together with these forums and really discussing the hobby and getting, you know, down and, and, and deep with, with all these topics. So it, it's pretty cool. It was, I, I'm, I'm assuming it was a great learning experience for you and it kind of like catapulted you to oh, where you wanted it. 100% because you get into these panels and you see these personalities like online and, you know, the reels and, and, you know, breakers that are showcasing their biggest hits, but then you actually get to, hear them conversate like as a business person and the yeah. business perspective of it and um you know it just kind of it, it put another spin on it and i was like okay like I'm, that's this is it like i'm i'm really in it now like i mean i obviously if you go to the mint you're pretty in it right <laughs> yeah. it's not you know like a five dollar entrance fee or anything like that but um you know just just seeing that aspect of it was really like okay like okay like I just i'm in like, it this is this it. it. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. Now, has there been anybody that's kind of taken you under their wing? Uh, anybody that's been a mentor to you uh, since you came back? 
So definitely the guys at the union, shout out to Wiley and Alex. Um, they're just, they're super local to me. Um, and so they're actually the first card show that I went to. Um, and there's smaller card shows down in Escondido. And just the vibes I got, not just from them, but just the, the vendors that were at that show. And, um, you know, I definitely had a lot of questions to ask, right? Because um, there's, there's one thing about knowing about, you know, you grew up watching the sports, but then it's like learning the sets yeah. and like refractors and mm -hmm. like different sets have different inserts and, you know, the different, you know, game worn pieces. And so like, I, and I'm one of those where like, I come with like a list of a hundred questions. So <laughs> everybody at that show was just like really, really helpful. And like, there was no judgment and they like, you can tell they like truly wanted to help me like kind of understand and, and learn these things. And so, um, you know, uh, Wiley and Alex just have been really, really great to me. And um, I'm really thankful that they've been uh, able to answer all of my little thousand questions. And uh, <laughs> little thousand. Little thousand <laughs> I have a little list here. I just have a little list here. <laughs> um, but you know, they've they've been great, and I think what they're doing for the community and really, um, you know, the union, right? What they stand for is just been incredible, and uh, I'm thankful that you know I've been I've been kind of led into you know that that whole little vibe so that's awesome man that's awesome tony Good for you and so um so sarah you know we um we're basically new to the hobby and we know that there's a bit of a steep learning curve and like i mentioned earlier oz and i we kind of doing this show to to learn ourselves and educate you know other newbies that you know with questions that we might have or they might have and we've noticed you've taken a bit of a similar approach so you know Talk about what you've been doing to learn as well as just teach others or even inspire others to uh, get into the hobby. Yeah. So I think um, my reels, right, that um, has been, mm -hmm. um, you know, I get people that see me at shows and they're just like, I love your content, Sarah. Keep on doing it. And I'm like, oh, my God, I think I like it. To me, I'm producing such novice stuff in a way, right, because I'm not some big, like, I don't have all the major goats, of, right? You know, I don't have that, like, money shocking value content right mm -hmm. but to me it's really is about like I, I really do want to provide value to people and to me if you can help others become successful whether they're going to treat this as a hobby or whether they're gonna you know there are people who have left their nine to fives because they started a small business somehow in the hobby and now this is what they do right so um you know if I can in any way like help somebody and, and let, let's learn together. Right. I think one of the most humbling things is saying like, yeah, I am new and I am learning and there's nothing wrong with that and creating a safe place for that, for other people, because that's how you get people to grow. And that's how you continually grow the hobby. Amen. So. <laughs> Agreed a thousand percent. And we'll, uh, We'll touch on a little bit something something similar to that on in the next question. But before that, um, at the end of April, you were chosen as one of the women of the week by the women of the hobby. So talk about what that meant to you and how the community of women in the hobby help each other to succeed. Because sometimes it seems like the males in the hobby are kind of want to knock each other down as opposed <laughs> to we see the females wanting to lift each other up. Yeah, 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 definitely. I feel like the women are all like, you know, this like secret, like, yes, we stand strong kind of thing. Um, they've every single woman that I've talked to has been incredibly welcoming. Um, 
you know, a wealth of knowledge. I've, I've had little small conversations with people like Sarah Layton. Like, are you kidding me? Um, you know, like how, uh, why are you talking to me? Um, that's, that's so cool because that's truly one of the things that I, I really do love about this hobby is the community aspect of it, especially from the women's point of view, because let's be real in a lot of other industries, women aren't necessarily like that, right? It, it can be a cat, catty kind of, in, you know, in yeah. other industries. Sure. And here I don't get those vibes. Like it, you know, when you talk to mama breaks and um, you know, I was at her table looking at cards and she was like, yeah, just, you know, like it's just, just such a welcoming, like, I just, I got you, you know, like, you know, when you meet people and you're like, I got you, you got me. Right, like right. those are the vibes I get from these, these women that I've been in, in the hobby um, that have been in the hobby mm -hmm. and that we've connected. And so um, I'm 1000% for that. And, you know, anything that we can do women to women or, or, you know, just, just support other people. I just think that's, you know, that positive energy, right? We, there's, we choose what we give our energy to, right? And so um, I choose to give my energy to, to support people. And so to have that energy given back to me um, without people really knowing who I am, right? Like, who is this Sarah Breaks girl? I don't know. But right. like, let's welcome her and let's support her, I think has been really humbling. And I'm so appreciative of it. Of it. Yeah, I, I really I love that about the women, you know, what, what they're doing right now in the hobby, because <clears throat> like I said, it really like there's there's so much negativity when it comes to the hobby on the male side. It's almost like like you said, in, in other industries, you know, kind of like you said, you got the cattiness with the women and then the guys, you got the good old boy network and they're, you know, propping each other up and trying to stay on top. And then the women are scratching and clawing, trying to, you know, and in here, it's the exact opposite where the dudes are just like at each other's throats and necks, just trying to be, you know, that competition is fierce and they'll do whatever they can to be number one and just talk smack on the other person. And you guys, like you said, you got your little secret society and you're just like, let's get in here and let's make it happen i love that that's all yeah it's i i you know it's uh it's great and i i i love the support and i love the energy and you know maybe maybe we can teach you guys some things yeah, i'm willing <laughs> to learn we are willing to learn all good, all good so spinning off of that address that you know the industry being heavily male dominated and, and with that flashy big card and how you know when those guys are flashing those Ten thousand, twenty thousand, fifty thousand dollar cards, and how how intimidating that can be to new collectors or even people getting back in. Just, uh, you know, I think that can be incredibly intimidating, right? When you got you know these dudes that are opening up these flawless cases and you see them you know chasing it with Drake. I mean, I was on the live, right? I was I was in there. Like I'm not gonna lie, like late night, you know, um, you know that can be like, man, like is that the kind of money? But you know, I, I think, again, that's why I create the content that I do, because you don't have to. And and like, no disrespect, if you can go out there and get a 50,000, make that trade or or come up on it, like, cheers to you like that you can do that. Like, for sure. Why would you not? Right. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, yeah. Can it be intimidating to people that are, you know, I think it's probably more intimidating to people who are old school collectors. Right. And they were just collecting it just out of the love of like opening and, and ripping the packs and to come back into it and be like, Oh my God. Like, you know, back in the day, I don't think they had, you know, the sets that were made like that, you know, I mean, I, I, I don't really know, but it's just like, you know, um, it, it can be really intimidating. And I think so it's, it's nice to have those that don't collect that way also be given a spot 
um, and a limelight. And, you know, there's people out there that won't ever grade a card, right? They just collect raw and that's cool, right? Like to me, it's like, if that's what you want to do, like, cool. Like, you know, and there's people out there that are cutting up cards and making their own, like that shit's dope. Like yeah. when I went to Mint, um, I think it was Kevin cards or, or that I saw. Um, and he had all these like stuff that he had collected and cut up and he's making his own, like, that's dope. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah, the artist yeah, yeah, the artistic side of it. Like there's just so many things that you can do that, yeah, the $50,000 cards are cool. Like, no doubt. Like, you know, I got my, you know, my wish list too. But like, that doesn't mean there's other things that you can't enjoy about this hobby too and celebrate and give limelight to as well. Yeah, I, that's that's well said. Because some of that stuff, I'm like, I can't even relate to a 50. Like, bro, I know if I went out and bought a $50,000 card, when I would come home, <laughs> bro, like, <laughs> you know, I got some explaining to do. Because <laughs> uh, be like, yo, they gave it to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean, I don't. Better have yeah, them separate just, bank accounts. Right? Yeah, for sure. I know. I'm going to have to have, yeah, gee, like a separate, you know, somewhere offshore, offshore, offshore. I mean, let, let's keep it real. That That's a damn car. You know, an expensive yeah. car. Right. Paid in, full. Like, Paid in full. These dudes are like flipping cars, you know, like. Like nothing, toma here, yeah. here, here, and I'm just like, wow, you know. And, and like we said, it's not that I'm hating on it or no. talking smack about it, but not like you said, all. it can be intimidating, um, especially coming back. You know, say somebody like our boy the commish, uh, coming back into the hobby. It's a guy that when he was younger, he collected all the time, and now he's coming back. He's real into hockey, and he's looking at some of this stuff, and he's like, dude, what is this? This is craziness. Like this wasn't <laughs> like this back in the day. I'm like, nah, man, this is a whole new ball game, dude. Yeah, but like but, you said, go ahead. It's but at the same time, like it's cool. Like I watched the great curator because he's like into Marvel and stuff like yes. that. And like the cards that he picks up, I'm like, oh my god. So like it's still very enjoyable, but yes. it's okay if you can't be that person at the same time. You can still mm -hmm. enjoy it and still yeah. participate in the hobby, but there's no pressure to have to be because look, I'm sure he didn't have the you know the fifty thousand dollar cards when he first started, right? right. Everyone starts somewhere. Mm -hmm. And it's okay to say I'm starting here. That's all I try to like provide, like that safe space, that safe uh, place to say like I'm I'm just starting here and I'm good. And you know yeah. where this takes us. You know, it's okay yeah. to enter in that way. Yeah, and that's like you know a big thing with Tony and I. It's like we really we kind of like gloss over prices. You know, we we've made big deals, but it's not like we're going on here and we're, we're, you know, Oh, we spent this and we did this, you know, and it's cool that other people do it. It's just, that's not our vibe and that's not what we're trying to do. We're just really trying to keep it. Let's talk about the hobby. Let's talk about the passion and you know, all the good things that come along with it, staying positive. And like you said, leaving that door open for the new people coming in, like, yo, it's a safe spot. Come on. You're going to have some fun. Let, let's, let's just go ease in little by little. And then, we, you know, we'll get there. We'll get there. You don't have to rush. Yeah. Just, you know, take your time. Hey, you know what? And some of these kids that are coming into the hobby, I mean, I, have you guys seen uh, the kid in the suit? I, no. You know what? I did see. Oh, my God. Okay. Like, I'm sorry. Out of all the big names in the room, that that little boy's booth was the most intimidating because he knows his stuff and he's up in that suit and he's talking them stats. And I'm like, man, he's going to cook everybody that comes to his table right now. That kid is like on the come up. Watch out. It's incredible. Uh, but you know, just like, woo. You're like giving grown man vibes over here. What are you like, 12? <laughs> <laughs> like, 
Mr. Negotiator. It's like yeah. There's just like uh, you know, some kids that come into this hobby and they just got it, you know, from from day one. They they have it, and you can tell, and you know, it's just in them. And once they hit, you know, 20, 25, 30, you know they're gonna be sitting on some heat. Like craziness. Yes. If they don't have it already. (laughs) Right. And I think it's cool watching all of these, um, you know, tech dudes come up and get into the space and like find innovative, innovative ways to participate in the hobby from the tech side of it. You got people coming up with all these apps, trading apps, um, you know, keeping track of the marketplace kind of apps and stuff like that. Um, So I think to also welcome those people and, you know, I just, I love the spirit of entrepreneurship. So I'm like, any way that you can come in and participate and bring new ideas to the table, again, all of that to me, it's going to feed and keep it alive. And if we can figure out ways to adapt to this new, you know, digital era that we're all going in and these new kids can come up and become entrepreneurs where, you know, you got 20 year olds that are not, they don't, they're not working for somebody. They're, they're doing this thing in the hobby and they're creating new apps and new things. Like that's to me, that's so cool. Like, Right. seeing that come to come to come to life excellent all right so sarah let, let, let's talk about it let's talk about your bread and butter uh, you know your, your social media yeah. specifically your reels on instagram i mean <laughs> let's talk about your process because like i said when i first got onto your page that was i was like whoa okay you know i'm a little bit older I'm I'm yeah. just getting on the Instagram. I'm trying to figure it out, you know, and I see the reels and it's something that I'm like, man, I would really like to do that. And I see you, I see the great curator, you know, doing these great things. And I'm like, man, Tone, we got to get on these reels, bro. He's like, yeah, 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 we'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> so I want to know everything, you know, explain it to me, break it down to me. Like I'm a five-year-old, you know, how does a reel work? You know, what, what do you do? For, how do you, can you choose a song, any song? Like, yes. give, give me your process. Yes. Okay. I need to know. Okay. So like, let's say you are on Instagram and we all get stuck on that real rabbit hole, right? We're oh like my God. Yo. An hour, right? <laughs> and I'm like, what just, it's dark outside. What just happened? <laughs> like, what? <laughs> I mean, for real. Um, but yeah, any reel that you see, it always has that audio streaming at the end. You can mm-hmm. click it and you can save it for future uses, right? Mm-hmm. So um, any audio that I feel like, ooh, like, okay, let me let me see what I can do with this. I'll just save it. Like, I don't even know what I'm going to use it for yet, but I'm like digging okay. the vibe off of it or something. Like, it's funny. I don't know. Like, let's, let's see what I can do with it later on, right? Um, and then, you know, the hardest thing about reels is the timing because you have to like memorize the lyrics uh, and okay. time it. Yeah. That is probably the hardest part about creating reels. Um because <laughs> if it's even off a little bit, it looks funky, right? Yeah, okay. yeah. Because you were just doing the uh the Kevin Hart. I seen you did that yes. one. Yes. Yeah, that was dope. I, I, that was dope. I had to bring Kevin Hart into the hobby somehow. Okay. <laughs> that was my way <laughs> for him. <laughs> Represent um, but- Philly. Right, hey, there, you go. there you go. Um, but no, and that dude talks fast, man. Yeah, like, I was yeah. like, oh, this is gonna be a good reel. And I started like trying to, I'm like, oh my god, I'm gonna have to, like, I don't know, give me some caffeine here. <laughs> like, this dude talks fast. Um, but you know, getting the timing of it correctly, and then you know, you can apply your text like you would, like on a story, right? You apply your text to you know, and you layer it, but then you got to time it right. See, um, man, okay, so you put the text up there, and then I see you pointing, and then it goes away, and all this crazy. Like, how did like what's up, man? Like, I, like a green screen, like you know, I'm just pointing, and then I'm like, oh, I'm, okay, I'm just gonna do it to the beat. I mean, my last one. 
Um, I don't know. It wasn't the Kevin Hart one. It was, it was something else where I did like a transition thing mm -hmm. and I didn't even know. I didn't even know. I'm just going to like, I was like, okay, I feel the bee, the little Macarena vibes over here. <laughs> like, you know, um, and I'm like, okay, I'm just going to use what I'm doing and put text message, like text right there. I don't know. It was like, Sometimes, you know, I when I first started doing them, I really wanted to be like this mega perfectionist about them. Mm -hmm. And then I felt like I was giving way too much time into perfecting the reel. So now I'm just kind of like, you know what? I'm just going to give it a couple of takes. And if it's not perfect, ni modo. Like, it's okay. It's going to be okay. We're going to be okay. You know, like, it's all good. <laughs> yeah, you just kind of green screen it, right? Like, I don't even know what my reel is going to be about. I just know texts are going to come on the palm of my hands right here like you know <laughs> they just, disappear <laughs> they just appear the content will come later let's just record it right now wow i got i got you know what i got i got to figure that out man <laughs> i'm <laughs> on it tone like a, a real a real making class for the hobby you, you know what let hey. me write that hold on hold <laughs> on now. you heard it here first <laughs> there you go <laughs> now we're up to three things that we talked about <laughs> so you're, keep, you're keeping the list but um so you know let's spin off that instagram vibe so you know you're um you're at breaking with sarah uh-huh but you refer to yourself as sarah break so like you know we discussed you're fairly new to the hobby mm -hmm. but um do you see yourself becoming a full-time breaker or, or a collector or a little bit of both okay so i definitely okay this is and i at the panels at Mint, there was this whole discussion about like, are you a collector and are you an investor? And I was like, okay, I'm, I'm going to be both. But then when I hit the marketplace on these shows, I'm like, I'm definitely being a collector right now because all I want to buy is Dodgers. <laughs> so, um, you know, definitely, I think um, I, I kind of want to do a little bit of both. I really want to actually get into flipping. Um, so buying the raw, right. And then flipping it. Um, which learning how to spot a good card, right? That definitely yeah. um, takes me down a YouTube rabbit hole and stuff like that. And just talking to people who have been in the hobby for a while and, and seeing what their eye and, and kind of learning from them. Um, but definitely breaking. Um, I definitely want to start doing that more. I think for me, it's more about finding a, a good distributor that I could work with and get stuff flowing in. Um, and, um, you know, I think that's going to be more of like a, a part-time thing just because single mom life, um, mm -hmm. you know, I'm running my other business and stuff like that. Um, and, uh, I just, I have a new project that I'm taking on, um, in, within the hobby. Um, nice. so I, uh, you guys heard it here first. Okay. Break, breaking news. Break, breaking news. Breaking news. <laughs> I gotta get a breaking news sound. Yeah, effect. I know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Break, um, but break I, have, I break it now, right? No, no better time. Um, I have now become the director of sponsorships with the union marketplace. Um, nice. so I am going to be working with them and, and helping them in that arena. And I think that's great because again, I'm, I really am about making and helping other people become successful. And so if we can in any way, um, join with other businesses that are trying to scale or just trying to get that exposure, right. Um, definitely partnering with the union marketplace and showcasing it at their shows is definitely going to help them. And so, um, again, working with Alex and Wiley and, um, just hearing what their vision is all about and stuff like that. It was just, it just was nat a natural kind of connection and just gravitating. And, um, I'm super excited. So, um, you know, yeah, definitely going to be breaking a little bit. You're going to see me at the shows collecting and investing a little bit, and we're going to talk about how we can grow your business too. Love it. Love it. Very nice. So, so then where, so where do you see yourself a year from now? And what are, what are those hobby goals? 
Um, so definitely, I definitely want to um, start flipping my cards more. Um, so learning how to really judge a raw card um, and, and getting that eye for that. Um, and I definitely want to um, break on a more consistent um, schedule, whether it's definitely going to be a part-time thing, but nonetheless more consistent. Um, I think that's a cool thing, you know, to create this little community when you're a breaker um, and you have your regulars and um, you have people that trust what you're doing, right? Um, because I think sometimes that's, I, I'm talking to, to newer people in the hobby, you know, they've told me like, let me know when you're going to break because I know you, I've talked to you, I feel like I could trust you, right? And so building those relationships and knowing like, yo, like, you know, you know, you guys like Phillies, right? So like catch you on a break on the Phillies, right? You know, it's just right, knowing right. those people. Um, and, you know, for me, that's kind of where I started. I started in the hobby is participating in breaks, mm -hmm. um, you know, because buying buying wax is expensive like that's not yeah. lie, right <laughs> especially <laughs> me, I, I like bowman you know bowman baseball cards and that's very expensive um so to me i'm like well i just want the dodgers you know so like <laughs> let me buy into a break because that's so much more affordable right um so i definitely think that there is a need for breaking in in the space um and so i definitely want to be able to contribute to that and and you know let's just kind of you know see where it goes from there very nice. Well, good good luck with that, man. We're we're looking forward to seeing that Thank that you. thing grow. Um, now, do you, you know, last for me, and I'll kick it back to Oz. What's the any Grail cards you're chasing? Uh, yeah, I mean, definitely. I think if I could get, um, of course, Soto's first Bowman, right? I mean, <laughs> um, and definitely want to start chasing some Mike Tyson autos. Ooh. Oh yeah, Don't we gotta talk about that. Tony, that's right up your alley, brother. Yeah, we got to talk about that. So um, we saw that you posted something back in March about, um, see, it was something about a card that you, you you were looking at. I was looking at, yeah. And you talked about, be, you know, perhaps starting a PC of, of Mike Tyson, a.k.a. Kid Dynamite. Um, yeah. So talk about what Mike means to you or why why that is. Yeah, because I, sure. I have a story I got to share. Okay, so we'll, we'll change <laughs> stories. We're yeah. So, um, you know, growing up, uh, boxing was really big in our family, right? I mean, fight night, right? You had all the uncles getting together and the carne asada and all of that, right? And it was just like this big event, and all the cousins, like we'd be let loose. Like the adults didn't care what we were doing because they were watching the fights, and you know, it was just the vibes and that energy and like just the family, right? Um, and so that in itself but then going through the things that i've gone through um the certain events in my life that have transpired and and really honing into people like tyson and his mindset right because when he talks about discipline that dude is a freaking beast i mean i i just and when you and you hear about him you know his spiritual awakening and and learning about the ego and just that whole mindset to me was just like hearing some of that stuff from him has helped me um, you know, in, in some of my most trying moments, you know, in life. And so um, I, I think, you know, obviously I respect him for what he's done, obviously in the boxing world. I mean, it's Mike Tyson, right? Yeah, yeah. But then to also know that that personal, you know, as far as we can, because he's a celebrity, right? But hearing him on, on podcasts, and I'm a big Joe Rogan fan, so he's been on there a couple of times. And so, mm -hmm. um, you know, hearing and listening to him and, and just, you know, his whole mindset. And um, to me, that's that's huge. And so um, definitely want to start collecting 
um, some Tyson and um, big fan. And, um, you know, it's, it's Mike. I mean, you can't go wrong. Yeah, for sure. And what's um, your story, Tony? So it's twofold. Um, and one, I'm not going to sit here and act like Mike's a saint. So I don't want to, you know, that, that's not, you know, so because actually I just at the time of recording, I just got off a plane yesterday and I'm listening to his audio book and just hearing the stories. And I'm like, wow, man, this guy lived a crazy life. Yeah. Um, but the first thing is that it takes me back to fight night because my uncle used to get the fights. And it just actually reminds me of my grandfather because he, you know, my, on my mother's side, he loved Mike Tyson. He didn't speak. My my grandfather didn't speak, you know, great English like that. He was just just but he when that guy would come on and that just takes me back to that because we yeah. would be running around, you know, yep. the, all my cousins on my mind. We're all just running around and that's I could care less. But when the main event started, I could tell yeah. it was like a hush in the room. And I'm like, uh oh, let me go over here. And I just remember seeing him like just transfixed to the TV and. You better watch because the fight's gonna be over in ten seconds. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, so and, and so that just takes me. You know, when I hear Mike Tyson, it takes me right back to that, and it's just like, damn, man. Like, and I still haven't gotten. I'm I'm always looking. Like, there's a card that I want to get for, of Mike's, and I haven't gotten it yet. But one day when I do, it's just gonna be like, hey, man, this this, this is the card, and it's just it, right? yeah, exactly. And then the second thing is, let me see if I can point because the cameras different opposite so right over my shoulder you can see a picture of mike tyson's punch out there oh um, yeah 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 okay. Okay, okay. and that is because my dear cousin oz um <laughs> had <laughs> when i when i was younger we were four years apart and oz had i went to his house and i remember seeing that for the first time seeing mike tyson's punch out and he didn't let me play i will say <laughs> that he let me watch but I was like, what is this? And this is wild. And I'm like, and it's been my favorite like video game. And I have another poster that's off camera here that you can't see. And see the so, thing yeah. with video games back in the day. It's not like it is today. You know what I'm saying? You can't pause or nothing like that. Like, you know, Mike Tyson's comes out and you lose, you're done, you know, or whoever the player was. So then you have to start all the way. You got to go all the way back to the beginning. So if I'm rocking Mike Tyson and I'm getting all the way, because I used to finish these games, I used to knock Mike Tyson the hell out. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> it wasn't real life, but on that video game, I was knocking. Once, once I got that, you know, his uh, punches down, I, I had him. Uh -huh. So, but playing Mike Tyson's punch out, that was one thing. You just couldn't just hand the sticks over to your, you know, your little cousin. You know, I said, you, you just got to watch, homie. You're going to have to earn this, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but I do tell you one thing. Watching uh -huh. Mike get knocked out by Buster Douglas, that was heartbreaking. That, yeah. to me, that, that was a hurt piece because he was one of my heroes, Mike Tyson, growing up. And to see him just get dismantled by this scrub ass buster <laughs> douglas that was tough dude it's yeah. like watching like the lion king when when the dad dies you're like yes you know, like the heart-wrenching moment yeah. <laughs> oh yeah you know he started off slow and he's getting beat up but you're waiting for that one punch to come and that one punch never like, came and then thing. he got knocked out i'm like what yo mike yo mike <laughs> get back up get back up yeah that was like uh, yeah. yeah that was a that's when you see like you know somebody who you thought was immortal just like okay he's human after all but but yeah i just wanted to share that because once i saw that i was like yeah we gotta we gotta talk about yeah. that but, yeah uh, and you know yeah. he you're i can't wait because i think it's jamie fox that's doing a movie of him right he's, he's oh, really gonna, yeah he's gonna play him and jamie oh, wow. is incredible right um i'm wondering if he's gonna incorporate <laughs> like the pigeons you know how <laughs> oh i'm sure yeah. Yeah. pigeons right 
And you know, Jamie got Mike down to a science as far as you know the mannerisms, the talk, everything. That's gonna be crazy. I know. I'm just like, is it gonna come out? I don't know if it's coming out on Netflix or what, because everything comes out on Netflix. Yeah. But like, I'm just like waiting. Like, just tell me when I'm gonna be out. You won't see me posting no reels, no nothing. I'm just gonna be watching the show. (laughs) All right, Sarah. I gotta ask you. All right. Uh, (laughs) You finally got to that to that point in this interview. You know, you're a woman of color, obviously. We can we can see that. You know, this is gonna be on YouTube. This is gonna be our first uh episode on YouTube. So you got to, you know, grace us with your oh, presence wow, on that. Cool. Um, obviously, Tony and I, we've talked about it. We're Puerto Rican, so we love seeing diversity in the hobby. Mm-hmm. So are you gonna tell us your ethnicity or do we have to guess? You guys have to guess. I love this game because I'm <laughs> it's just, so many people guess so many different things. And so I just, I should collect a survey, some, you know, but yes, I want you guys to guess. I'm going to go first. So I can oh, take no, no, you cheating, bro. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to make me look bad. <laughs> we, I go first. Okay. I'm older. The older okay. cousin has spoken. Right, right. All right. All right. All right. So I believe it's twofold. Mm hmm. Okay. I think you just mentioned your <laughs> grandfather was Mexican. Mm-hmm. So you're half Mexican or I don't know if half, but Mexican. Uh-huh. And I'm with the last name Rogers. I'm assuming black, Mexican black. Yes. No. Tony, let's let's hear what Tony says, and then we'll see. We'll 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 reveal it. Oh boy, maybe I messed up. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm gonna go with Mexican and might as well go white. Uh, yeah, white. That's what I say. Yeah, I don't know if that's the right term. For it. I don't know I Caucasian. Yeah, <laughs> Caucasian. <laughs> so we're so, probably both wrong. Oh, no. Yes and no. Okay. So um, I actually had to take an ancestry test because I've been told I've been many things and I rabbit hole. But okay. So I am. Um, <laughs> drum roll. <laughs> drum roll, please. Um, I am uh, a little bit Mexican. I'm uh-huh. Spanish. Uh-huh. And I'm actually Brit- British. British. Uh-huh. And uh, German. Really? Oh, wow. Okay. So I guess you're the winner, Tom. That's kind of right. You just kind of skin and white. That's kind of right. But um, yeah, I'm I'm Mexican, Spanish, (laughs) Britain, and German for the most part. And you know, everyone's got like the three centers and everything else. But that's 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 mostly what's there. Look at you! Look at you! Wow! See, damn, I blew it. (laughs) (laughs) See, you wanted to go first. (laughs) I thought (laughs) you tricked me with the Rogers. (laughs) Yeah, but you know, Rogers is actually very German. Really, uh, I hear yeah. Rogers, and I mean, you know, I don't, I don't see German when I see you. I see, you know, <laughs> I know, I know. No one ever guessed that side. I mean, I definitely always, well, for the most part, I usually get an Oreo. That's what people think I am. Okay. Yeah, Oreo, right? So, um, but yeah, usually, um, so who, who's who, who's what? <laughs> yeah, your mother, your mother, and your father. Yeah. So my mom. Um. So my. My mother is um, Mexican, and I believe that's where the majority of the Spanish come in, um, because my grandfather was from Mexico, but he was actually adopted from Spain. It's like we, I have books because my mom was really into doing the whole ancestry thing and like, mm-hmm. 
tracking down everything. Um, And then my father, he was half and half. So he was half Mexican. Um, And then his father was like legit first generation from Germany, Russia. Wow. So like literally we tracked down the the (laughs) boat that he came over when he was like one. So, um, so that's how it all kind of plays out, I guess. Awesome. Yeah. Good stuff. <laughs> so now, you know, everything. yeah, for sure. <laughs> so spinning off of that, you know, you you know, you said you're you know, a woman of color. Now, how has the hobby welcomed you with open arms, or any bumps in the road anywhere? Or I definitely think I've been, um, for the most part. I mean, I think I've been welcomed with open arms. Um, I definitely get a lot of love in the inbox and stuff like that. So shout out to everybody who's who's stopped um, and taking time out of their day to encourage me, or you know, just just give me love and support. I super appreciate that. Um, you know, and I, yeah, I, 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 I would say probably 99% of it is, is nothing but love and support. And I think with anything that you do, there's going to be people that have something to say, but again, I, I, I decide where I give my energy to. And, um, you know, I give it to those people that support me and I want to find ways to support them back. So. Appreciate that. <clears throat> so we talked about you being a single mother. You have yeah. your four-year-old daughter. You know, I have two daughters as well. And we already talked about where I'm, all my money's going to one of them. <laughs> um, so, and then my 10-year-old that I have, you know, that's my little mini me. So I have her getting into the hobby and she loves collecting. You know, we when I first started, I got her Disney cards. That was like my first thing. All right, well, what do you want to do? And she's like, uh, you know, let's get some Disney cards. I was like, cool, what do you want? She's like, a uh, little mermaid, you know, Lion King, Aladdin. So I got you know, some holograms and stuff like that from Disney cards. And then she likes the toys too. She loves stranger things, memorabilia. I don't know if you see, that's my thing. You know, I never got into that show. I'll see. Well, you got to do that. And then I'll go ahead and do the game of Thrones and then we'll meet up. (laughs) Oh, come on. I mean, you know what? If my 10 year old daughter can watch it, I think you can too. <laughs> I think you'll I be mean, okay. It's a little scary, but okay, we'll give it a Okay. Um, you know, but she collects things like the LOLs, the OMG dolls, mm-hmm. the Barbies, the LPS, all those good things, the mini brands. So yeah. are you going to steer your daughter into the hobby as well? Yeah. So my daughter, too, definitely, um, she has the LOL thing, like hardcore, okay? Target, my goodness gracious. Um, thank God they make so many different LOLs. Yeah. Because- <laughs> You know, um, and then she's really into adorables. Okay. They're so like they're Disney little miniature figures. Yes. Um, yes. We have literally lunch pails full of adorables <laughs> and it's like a legit thing. Um, she definitely, I've, I've tried to get her into like cards and stuff like that, like of her, you know, genre and stuff like that. Um, she's not super into it yet, but she definitely is very intrigued by my baseball collection. Cause I have my sleeve sitting up on the top countertop. Um, so I'll give her like my base cards. Cause she's always like, mom, you know, I want to, you know, can I, can I look at your cards? And I'm like, you can, you can touch the base. You can touch the base. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's funny. Cause she'll go and she'll sit on the couch and she's like, this is a good player. This is a bad player. Oh, no, this one's a good player. And I'm like, why are you making these decisions? And she's like, because I just know, mommy. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> it starts now, I guess. I don't know. Uh, she's so, probably right, too. <laughs> you know, yeah, she, I, she I might have just, a hunch. Yeah. I know, right? I'm like, hmm, let me take you to the to the casino. Where yeah. <laughs> Tell me the lucky machine. Yeah. Um, but I definitely think giving her stuff that she can have in person 
um, it was super important again, like going back to COVID, right. And, and giving her things like that to do. Um, so I definitely, you know, anything that she wants to collect that's in person, like I'm here for it. I think, you know, anything, I think that makes you a little bit weird is cool. So, um, you know, whatever she wants to find that kind of gives her that special thing yeah. about her, like, let's do it. I'm all for it. It's not, right. you know, it's boring being normal. So Sarah, we're going to end this interview. Like we always do. For the newbie coming into the hobby, what advice would you give them to get started off right and have the best hobby experience possible? Um, you know, I definitely think it does take research. So don't be afraid to go down the YouTube, you know, rabbit hole and, um, you know, look up the sets and get to know what's inside each set. Um, you know, you don't have to know everything about all the sports. You know, I'm definitely a baseball girl, right? And I, I stick to that lane. So don't feel like you have to know it all, um, you know, collect what you want, right? You know, be into what you're into and whatever it is that is, that's okay. And there's going to be people that are going to support you and welcome you. Um, and, you know, I think definitely getting out to shows, whether you want to spend a lot of money or no money, just building those relationships um, is key and being part of that community and, and building those friendships. So. Well said. Now, um, before you do get out of here, let everybody know where they can find you, see you, all that good stuff, all your socials. Yep. So I'm on IG primarily um, at breaking underscore with underscore Sarah. Find me there making the reels. Um, and I am starting to get on TikTok a little bit. Um, I use TikTok to make my reels at first, but then I figured out IG reels. And so I've just been stuck on there. Um, I'll be breaking on drip. So I do have my link to follow my profile on drip on my IG. You just got to click the link and it's going to take you there. Um, so make sure you like subscribe to me to catch all my baseball breaks. Um, and, and, you know, catch me at a show. Sweet. Can you dive into that? The, the drip, what exactly is drip? So drip is basically just like, it's a, it's a breaking platform. So much like whatnot, right. Um, to me, it just made sense to go with the platform like drip because, um, not that there's anything wrong with whatnot, but sometimes I feel like as a newbie, there's so many established people on whatnot. Mm -hmm. um, and to me, Drip, you know, is a newer platform. And I feel like getting on something like that, where it's not super thick in the competition and, um, you know, building a community there, I think that's super cool. Again, I'm all about supporting new and upcoming things. And I think Drip has a lot of amazing technology and integrations um, being able to cast on different um, profiles and not just on drip. Like I can be on drip and cast to my IG at the same time. Um, so stuff like that is cool. I think um, they're, they're working on some really cool things coming up here and, and um, they've been great. I, I love the team and, and they've been supportive as well. And um, I'm looking forward to see, you know, what, what they, what they bring out. So, um, you know, that's, that's where you can catch me on drip. <laughs> sweet, sweet. Sarah. It's been a pleasure. You know, there's this interview. I knew we had to get you on and, you know, it, it was everything and then some. So we really appreciate you coming on. Um, I can already tell you're going to do big things in this hobby. You know, there's some people we have on here like, OK, no, no. Sarah Breaks is going to make it happen. You, you got you got that it factor. You, you're going to make it happen. We really appreciate you. So when you're, you know kicking the cousin's asses you know what i mean don't forget the little people you know you'd be like just always give us never, a shout out never forget you guys you guys are my first podcast so thank you so much for being so wonderful to me and easing me into this uh 
this, uh, I guess, experience, because we all know I was a little bit nervous at first, right? So, uh, <laughs> yeah, so, so much, much for your first. stage fright. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. She, she carried us, Tone. She carried <laughs> us, for sure. <laughs> uh, but, you know, you guys were great. And so, you know, you know, I, I think you guys are, what you're doing is, is creating a voice for other people. And I think that's dope. And keep on doing it. And I will always support you guys. And I, you know, I'm always going to shout you guys out. So thank you guys. I appreciate word you guys. Up, word up. Yo, build that, uh, you know, all the way out in Southern California. Let them know about the cousins. Hey, come out to Del Mar in October. Oh, you know, you know, you come out to Atlantic City <laughs> okay. and I'll go out. <laughs> okay all right we're gonna make hey, it happen. set it up you know you're the travel agent just make it happen hey i am for all of you guys that need your travel needs in the hobby i am a travel agent nine to five i can go ahead and book those rooms for those people doing the big shows i can take care of those hotel blocks not a problem hit nice. your girl up let me know so shout it out do you have like a, a name that you go by in the travel um, you know I, i'm just on other social medias as my actual name sarah rogers um i don't I, my my info out there is kind of very public um, so, you know, my phone number is the same everywhere I go. I've had my same phone number since I was like 11. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> um, sometimes that doesn't work out so well, but you know, um, right. yeah. So you guys can, um, just hit me up and I'll be more than happy to take care of you guys. If you guys ever want to travel, just not in the mm -hmm. hobby. If you guys need a vacation, I got you. I specialize in all inclusive vacations. Word. Um, so I, I know where no. all the spots are at. I'm just saying. Hit, hit your hey, yo, Tone, this is what we were talking about. Now, that's what I call passion. Sarah was unbelievable. I feel sorry for all those fools on the West Coast. Our girl Sarah is going to be cooking them at all those Cali shows for real, for real. In all seriousness, though, we wanted to thank Sarah for trusting the cousins to share her inspirational story. It was an honor, and we are proud to have you as part of the family. This hobby truly is amazing. Connecting people all around the world, and we are all blessed to be part of this special community. So don't forget to check out and follow our girl Sarah on IG at breaking underscore with underscore Sarah, and check her out on Drip to become part of a breaking community. And if you're going on vacation, you might as well hit her up too. She'll book that as well. Sarah truly is a one-stop shop. Thank you, Sarah. You are the bomb. And don't forget to check us out at Cousins underscore Collectibles. Give us a follow and make sure you subscribe and give us a review on whatever platform you're listening to us on. And stay tuned because we'll be dropping on YouTube for the first time this week with Sarah Breaks. How cool is that? And as always, keep focused, keep positive, and keep collected. Ayo hey, Tone, bring the beat back.